0: Lock Talk Radio you
1: Better get ready If I join me You better get red If I join me morning You better get ready If I join
0: me My God is down But this is what you say I don't say you The only gun I need is the ace of
2: With Travis Show, of December twenty ninth. That's a Tuesday, twenty fifteen. LetthisbeaSign dot com. Obviously, uh, here on the show we are memorializing one man with our intro tune. Buzz, how are you doing? Are you coping with it well?
3: I'd like to quote one of my favorite movies, Airheads. In the movie, the gentlemen take over a radio station and the cops come in and they're trying to get him out of there. And uh, they send in this, this guy who claims to be a, a lawyer for a record company. And so they're like, "We're mm, not sure if we trust you. So they ask him. Ask him some questions. First question being Whose side did you take in the Van Halen uh David Lee Roth break up? He doesn't answer correctly. He's like, Oh well, you know, that's subjective, blah 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 blah. Uh David Lee Roth had a lot of uh, had a you know good career after he left. So then they ask him a second question. Who would win in a wrestling match? Lemmy or God? And of course, this narc, this cop, answers Lemmy. Thinking, this is the answer I'm looking for. So they say, eh, wrong. And he goes, oh, God. He's like, trick question. Lemmy is God. Lemmy? The world's never going to be the same without you, brother. But hey, just like the song says, I don't want to live forever. He didn't want to live forever. And let's be honest. Lemmy should have died years ago. All the things that he has done to his mind and body, he should have died years ago. But hey, made some great music and here we are. So uh, you know what they say, Travis. It's
2: time to play the game. no. Oh. That's probably not the lyric you're looking for, but
3: not exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: um, so yeah, there you go.
3: Yeah. So there you go, everybody. The Ace of Spades.
0: The Ace of Spades.
2: I saw a quote about. I saw a quote from Lemmy about God and Satan, and heaven and hell. But unfortunately, I can't uh, quote it.
3: I don't really believe Lemmy's God. By the way, maybe a lowercase oh. G, a uh, a rock god, lowercase G, a rock god. Go ahead. Yeah, is that still sacrilegious, or are we good? I don't
2: know. No, I think that's good. I think I think uh, okay. I mean, obviously, I got what you were saying, and anybody that's ever listened to the For show sure. or knows any of us personally know. That in no way, shape, form, or fashion were you trying to uh, uh, say that, but just to cover our bases. I understand. So, yeah, it, it's covered. Covered, my friend, you're covered. Eight of spades. Yeah. So right. tonight, we're talking about. Uh, Things that we did in 2015, or maybe things that other people did in 2015, that we hope and pray they or we never do again. Am I right
0: about
3: that? Yeah. It. Uh, it's called The Resolution Diaper Full of Chinese Food Dumpski Edition.
2: <laughs> uh, I love it because it's completely disgusting.
3: Yeah. So, why not? Stuff we don't want to repeat, stuff we don't want you to repeat, stuff that we just want to go away. Let's talk about your resolutions. What I'm going to do this year, well, you're not going to do what you say you're going to do, so we're going to take care of that business for you. We're going to tell you the stuff that we don't want you to do that maybe you did last year.
2: Absolutely. 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 I think this is amazing.
0: A great idea. I don't
2: know who came up with it. Oh wait, that's me. So it's fantastic.
3: Just pat yourself on the back there, Travis. Pat yourself on the back. Fantabulous. There you go. Thanks, Dave. Travis, I uh I wanna I wanna tell you about this kid that I worked with the other day, Blake. Shout out to Blake. Honestly, I think the kid's kind of a douchebag, but you know, I don't like him all right. And he keeps trying to show me like pictures of his pictures of his car and I'm like, "Dude, I don't care." Like I can't even pretend to care, you know. So Anyway, he uh he and I started quoting Tommy Boy the other day, which, "Hey, you're scratching me right where I itch, brother." You know. But uh <laughs> He had never seen Black Sheep. And I'm like, dude, you got some homework to do. Go home and watch it. I was like, if you like Tommy Boy, you'll love Black Sheep. You know, I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe we have. We probably have. I'm sure we have. Which one do you prefer, Black Sheep or Tommy Boy? Which one do you oh. prefer? I know.
2: That's tough. That's tough. I'm sure we've talked about it. And it probably is a fluid answer because it probably changes after every time I watch it. Yeah. Obviously, I think Tommy Boy was a bigger hit in the box office, but I honestly think—I I think that, man, that's tough. I think I think Tommy Boy is my favorite Chris Farley performance, and I don't want to get into technicalities because obviously I'm not a hipster or whatever. But right. I think overall movie, I think Black Sheep is my favorite. Because I think there's so many funny people in that movie. Whereas Chris Farley kind of carries Tommy Boy. I mean, David Spade's pretty good in Tommy Boy. Yeah. But, like, David Spade is amazing in Black Sheep. Uh, The guy who plays Chris Farley's brother, I can't ever remember his name, also in Animal House.
0: Oh, yeah. Pretty hilarious.
2: Then you've got, uh, you know... (laughs) Mr. Thunder's gonna start barking fire or something like that, you know.
3: You got Mr. Thundermaker is about to start barking fire. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: See, we you need know, Don he, on the who, show for stuff like this. He he can get all these quotes. Yeah. Where's he at? Yeah. Don, sending
0: Mateo, out the signal.
3: Sending out Don Mateo, where you at, brother? Sending out the bat signal.
2: So I, I think I think Black Sheep right now is my overall favorite. Although I think Chris Farley is better in Tommy Boy. But, uh, okay. I think overall movie wise, I, I
3: think Black Sheep. I I agree. I like Black Sheep better. Um, and every time I think, uh, you know, I, I have to debate between the two. I think of the uh, the scene where he's on the phone with the little girl. Oh yeah,
2: I was just sitting here
3: between yeah. you, me, and the wall. <laughs> I had a doozy of a dream last night. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorites. A bowl of chocolate pudding in his pants. Gary Busey going nuts. David Spade pissing his pants all over the place. Yeah. He'd be the first uh, person to discover white mud. I, said, I didn't say mud. It's the other,
2: the other scene with the phone where he's running around trying to get signal, and he runs in that tree branch.
0: Ha ha! occur. I can't... <laughs>
2: It's like hilarious. It shouldn't be funny. I'll tell you what. It's a football coach, but it is.
3: Uh, you know what else is funny is when he's doing the headbutts to the kids. Yeah. New kid, headbutts. Ah! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hilarious.
0: it.
2: Of course, we're not too far away from Chris Farley's birthday, which means our annual Chris Farley show.
3: True. I was just yeah. thinking about that February. How about it? We got a busy lineup coming up. We got oh yeah, what thirtieth thirtieth anniversary of Fuzz Hardeman here in two weeks. Yeah, that's a big one. We got uh, we got Chris Farley uh, day in February. Uh, end of March is WrestleMania trip, yeah. and uh, April begins baseball. I mean, heck, I'm skipping ahead. Thursday, we got Alabama, right? Yeah. Super Bowl. Super Bowl? What time is the Alabama game on Thursday, Travis? Tell
2: us. The Alabama game is at uh, 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7 o'clock Central, I believe.
0: So, ring in your New Year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Certainly. Slightly who you got in that but, yeah, game? Yeah, we well,
3: got
2: a ton of You got a deal. score? You got a we, prediction? We our, what do you got? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I'm I'm not very – I've been very pessimistic this year more than usual. I think it's because I'm a I was football gonna say. coach. <laughs> and so I think of all the worst possibilities, you know, the worst things that could happen. And I have no control over it because it's Alabama and not Riverside. So it's like drives me insane. I'm just trying to enjoy being there, I guess, you yeah. so, know. I think Alabama pulls out a win on Thursday. I think it's going to be tough, going to be hard. Probably the best defense Alabama's played all year. But they're well-rested. That's nice. And uh, I still don't know after that. I'm not sure, quite sure yet. We'll, we'll probably have a show between now and then. But, uh, yeah, I think it takes everything Alabama's got to win on Thursday. Everything they got. And I think Oklahoma maybe got help today. Uh three of the Clemson players were sent home. Oh there you go. There you go. That's a exciting. fast classic national championship would be fun.
3: Uh you know, I was I was I was uh I didn't want to say it. I don't want to jinx it, but you know. A girl can dream, right?
2: Yes. man, so, yeah, I think Alabama wins, I, you know once again, I think of every possible way it could go wrong, but i think I think Michigan state's quarterback has to have like the greatest game of his life, of course, that's any time Alabama loses the uh quarterback has to play his best game ever, so, we shall see.
3: Lot how done. do you how do you respond to the criticisms that people give that there you know hasn't really been a successful uh, quarterback come out of uh,
2: Alabama in
3: years and years and years?
2: I think that uh, the transition to a passing league uh, in the NFL has probably hurt Alabama quarterbacks because most of them. Or have the game manager tag, Mm -hmm. you know, which back in the day, game managers like Joe Namath, Kenny Stabler, guys like that, that was the bread and butter of the NFL. But now it's like, unless you can throw for 6,000 yards in a season, it doesn't matter. You know, Cam Newton a few years ago, his rookie season, throws for 5,000 yards, you know, they lose – all but six football games. Everybody's like, oh, he's the greatest thing ever. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm like, it does not matter unless you win. Exactly. Like, Greg Michael is the best quarterback on the Jets team three years ago. And because he didn't go to USC or he didn't go to Florida and run a spread offense, he didn't even get a shot.
3: I've been saying this for years. You throw a USC jersey on me. And uh oh yeah. Tell you, you throw a US Jersey on me and you tell uh any of the uh, mainstream sports uh outlets that I am the starting QB and they will hype me up, never seeing me play it down, they will hype me up as one of the yeah. hottest young quarterbacks in the nation. Yeah. That easy, folks. It's that easy.
0: I mean, why is it playing
2: football? I mean, Monday Night Football, A.J. McCarron comes out first half, and he is throwing the ball around. I mean, throwing touchdown passes, putting, dropping, you know, perfect passes, throwing it around. They come out in the second half, and they baby him. They, like, start throwing all these, uh, if they throw it at all, it's like two yards across the line of scrimmage, they hand the ball off, and it's like, he is tearing it up. You know, play to win. I hate when people do that, but play to win the game, and, you know, he ends up fumbling the ball in overtime and losing the ball and losing that way, which was terrible. But it was like all night. Like the first half, he was killing it. And the second half, they come out and he's, you know, they don't even trust him with the playbook. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: why? Mm-hmm. I'm not to play not to lose. I challenge anybody to find somebody before Cam Newton that was just an amazing NFL quarterback for the Auburn Tigers.
3: True. True.
2: Jason Campbell played, Uh, but he never went to the – I don't think he went to the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? I like how we always say it, but
3: we have the drop.
2: Yeah. You're pretty much dead on. I mean, great. You nailed it. Thank you. I think we have somebody in the uh, caller. It may be who we threw the signal up for.
3: Is that the Don?
2: Is that the Don? Oh, just the third one. <laughs> my name's not on the My name's not on the marquee or anything. <laughs> All
3: right, hang Don on Mateo. a second. Hang Hang on a second. Hang on a, daggum second. We'll put him on mute for a second, folks. Listen, you make one mistake, and Don Matteo. Won't let you live it down. Don, I'm going to put you back on the line. Let's not be so morose. We're glad you called in. Don Mateo, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much, and I appreciate the word of the use of the the word morose. I can't even get my words (laughs) right.
3: Don, uh, Travis and I have been uh, uh, discussing a few things here, and we've we've got some important – well, we've got one important question to ask you, Okay.
0: Feel free. How many homosexuals in your neighborhood? Well,
2: I'm sure the Democrats have a have a nice survey of of how many homosexuals are in my neighborhood. Bada bing, bada boom.
3: Bada bing. Just getting contact them. Uh, best looking guys in the room. Can I say that? Can I say that?
2: That is if they can. That is if they can get their uh, their data breach sorted out. Data breach. Yeah, that whole thing with the. (laughs) There you go. So what's going on tonight? What are you guys talking about?
0: we're talking talking about about Don
2: Well, we've been talking about Don Mateo quite a bit, but the overall theme, which we really haven't gotten to, is the resolution. As in things we hope that we will not repeat are things that we hope other people will not repeat uh, in 2016 <laughs> that they did in
0: 2015.
2: Has <laughs> Fuzz said uh, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl yet? <laughs> no, he's not. And that's a list. I suppose. Fuzz, is that accurate? Uh, is that accurate? I'm sorry. Is that accurate that you hope that the Patriots do not repeat winning a Super Bowl in 2016?
3: Oh, I just, I just hope that, uh, honestly, that the Earth opens up and swallows uh, Boston and the surrounding areas whole.
2: Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Maybe. That's right. He has, he has bigger problems other than them winning the Super Bowl. Same with Chicago. <laughs>
3: If the earth just opened up and swallowed Chicago Hole, I'm not going to be mad about it. That's what I was going to say next,
2: <laughs> is that we hope that the Cardinals uh, do not repeat a playoff loss to the Cubs ever again. Of course not. You know, of course not. Let's, let's just go ahead and start
3: with these resolutions. Things that we don't want to happen again Our resolutions. Ain't going to happen again. Cardinals aren't going to lose to the Cubs in the playoffs again. Just throw that out there right now. Makes me I'll sick to my stomach just thinking about it. Makes me sick to my daggum stomach just thinking about it. And I'm not a big fan of the Mad Dog from MLB uh, Network, from Mad Dog Sports Radio What's his name, Christopher Russo. Not a fan at all. Okay, I think I, I hate watch his show. I watch his show just to just to say this guy's really stupid, and his opinion sucks, and is not based on anything intelligent. But he did say something after the Cubs got swept in the NLCS. Uh, Travis, I sent you the video uh, a while back. Yeah. He mentioned that the Cubs were embarrassing. They didn't show up. And then they tipped their hat to the crowd, and he said, go away. Nobody wants you around. And show up. And I was like, it's beautiful. That is beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. And that's coming from somebody who wanted them to, to succeed, who wanted them to go on.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, don't do that again. Not in 2016, not ever a million billion years.
3: Never. Please. Please.
0: Mistakes
2: that I don't want to remake, and I you know, I, I've kinda of learned my lesson on this, but stop listening to the media. Period, twenty sixteen. Just stop. Like sports, politics, whatever, just stop. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the people who yeah. picked Alabama to win the SEC championship game but picked Auburn to win the SEC West. Yeah. And Jeremy Johnson to win the Heisman preseason. <laughs> Hi, Travis,
3: remind us how that went down. <laughs> remind uh, remind everybody to, six six. those playing at home.
2: Auburn 6-6. Six and six. They don't even know what quarterback's going to start tomorrow, and they're playing in the Birmingham Bowl. There's a bowl? There's a Birmingham Bowl? Yes. And Auburn is playing Memphis in it and probably will lose. I didn't even know. Let's think in that. I didn't even know there was a Birmingham Bowl. And it's Birmingham. So...
3: Folks just open a open a phone book, pick out a name, and that guy can start tomorrow in the Birmingham bowl. Doesn't matter. I like doesn't it doesn't matter. And you know what? I'm getting really sick and tired of uh, seeing these five and seven teams getting bowl games. I don't think six, oh and my six teams should get a bowl game. And shout out to Mizzou, who went five and seven, for saying no, we're good. We'll stay home.
2: That's a great, um, that's a great uh, resolution right there. Bring about the end Mizzou. of the five and seven getting
3: involved. you Mizzou Tigers, which hey, rough year. Let's be honest, not the best of uh, of uh, performances this year by the uh, the fighting Tigers, the Tigers of the SEC, by the way, the official yes. Tigers of the SEC. They ain't taking no participation trophy because they're good Christian men. That's why. (laughs) So you can go ahead and your sorry Tigers of Auburn, you can take take that. You can stuff your sorries in a sack, Mister.
2: Actually, they're playing the Tigers of Memphis tomorrow. I'm probably gonna
3: get beat. To go. Way too many tigers going on. Everybody wants to be like us. That's all right, I understand.
2: Easily the coolest helmets of any tiger team. Oh yeah, for sure. Easy, easy. No calls from Vietnam tonight so far.
3: Thank goodness. I don't think I can
2: handle that right now. <laughs> uh. I wish I'd had thought about that drop the other night while he was on the air. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Oh, you here, should here. have. Yeah, that'd have been I'm, amazing. Not, I'm not
2: sure I'm not sure any drop would have bailed us out at that point.
3: There was two no. drops that should have been played on that and it was the law and order drop and uh the uh How many homosexuals in your neighborhood?
2: Um, another thing that I hope we do not repeat in
0: 2016,
2: this comes from the area of politics, um, here it is. Do not re-elect Barack Obama again in
0: 2016.
2: <laughs> yeah. Lord knows it might be equivalent. equivalent.
3: Uh, have you heard the uh, the latest poll results of the uh, Republican and Democratic uh, 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 races? No. Uh, we got them here. If you, wanna, if you want me to fill you in, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that's how that's going.
0: All right, give it to us, fuzz. I just did. Oh my god, piano crane.
3: It's a disaster.
0: Oh
2: man, I wanted to deliver a fuzz, a Chris Farley line right there. But anyways. Don. Yes. Buzz Hartman had a question earlier in which he asked, which one do I prefer of Black Sheep or Tommy Boy? And oh, I know man. that uh, I like Chris Farley's performance in Tommy Boy the best, but I think over a quality, Black Sheep is the best in the movies. Extremely difficult. I was thinking about this movie earlier, I believe. Uh, I was thinking about Tom earlier, actually, because that's just what I think about during the day. I didn't realize this show, I thought this show was about revolutions, not existential questions that make us want to, you know, beat our brains out.
0: Uh, uh, It's
2: so difficult. You know, Black Sheep has Gary Busey. So that's tough. Playing playing a, a traumatized war vet who had who who goes so far back as does it say he's a you know generational you know war vet. And then but then Tommy Boy in Tommy Boy I like David Spade's character just a bit more because he's more of the sarcastic smart guy which goes
0: perfectly
2: yeah. it's it's great uh chemistry wise with Tommy Boy or with yeah with Chris Farley's character. And Tommy Boy. So it's just it, you know, it's it goes both ways. And I hate to be that guy. Um Black Sheep has two guys from Animal House, two two, or two uh, actors from Animal House. So there's yeah. that too. Casting wise, I'd probably go with Black Sheep. Chemistry wise, simply between the two, I'd have to go with Tommy Boy.
3: I like it. All right. So we got we got two for Black Sheep, one for Tommy Boy.
2: No wrong answer though. <laughs> no wrong answer whatsoever. Tomorrow I could say that Black knows, Sheep. Both amazing. It'd be valid.
0: Both absolutely. To me amazing. to me,
2: this is a big deal, but to me it's like saying, you know, what is your favorite Mario game? it could be different next week, yeah. you know.
1: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
2: Or your favorite exactly. Leslie Nielsen movie. <laughs> and and everybody knows I love Leslie Nielsen.
3: Don, have you ever seen uh have you ever seen Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen? I have, <laughs> I have, and there's I none, recall liking I it. I don't remember a whole lot about it, okay, but uh, there's one scene in particular that I remember, and it was where he he just says, I've been wrongfully accused, and his, his delivery is just so awesome, because it's making fun of all these movies where yes. the main actor... Says the line of the movie very dramatically. I'm like,
2: gosh, he's good. He is
3: so good.
2: He does everything, you know. And it blew my mind the day I actually saw him in his earlier uh, serious, dramatic roles. And he's just as good there. I mean, fantastic actor. I just for the longest time I just knew him as a comedic one. Him and OJ, definitely. How?
3: That's what's <laughs> that? OJ made uh, him like a
2: after it happened. Like I mentioned in the urinal, I was going to have to stay on my toes. Oh my gosh, one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I could just kill a man. That's
3: what OJ <laughs> Like a blind say. man at an orgy, I was going to have to feel things out. Uh, nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Laura, it's so funny. Laura gets violent. He, he just went there. I'm sorry, kid. I did! But you oh, know I what? He
3: mentioned the midget of the urinal and I don't even like the word midget, so we already we already went down that
2: road. <laughs> oh. Let's just make it worse. Okay, uh-huh. it's okay fuzz. It's okay
0: this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's I have easy. to make the coin at that.
2: I was quoting Leslie Nielsen, and uh, that was – I believe that was the 90s, 80s or 90s, where you people weren't so uh, sensitive. Uh, Mr. Is, okay. it, is it that people are, are,
3: like, more sensitive now, or are people, like, starting to realize, hey, like, we're being jerks? I know, this is Fuzz uh, Hardiman with a, with a heart here.
2: But I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's more along the long line of uh, we're older, and so we're more sensitive.
1: <laughs> and uh, second of all,
2: that, that's what the most of it is, it boils down to. Yeah. But, you know, there's also a flip side. There are people that take things too far both ways. Oh, sure. And it's like, just reach a middle ground. You know, I personally don't have an issue with midgets, but I know people who are midgets who do, so I won't use it. Except I just mm-hmm. did, it, which is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But, you know, there are people who apologize to me about using the word retarded. And I'm like, I use the word retarded all the time. But, you know, I mean, my older brother is, you know, can be looked at as retarded, he also uses the word ugly. Or he doesn't use the word ugly, but he has a symbol for the word ugly,
0: which I think I understand. Is I
2: understand. I understand that, um, that people can find a word offensive. You know, they're entitled to find the word offensive. But there's a huge, there's a huge uh, ground, middle ground. I don't know a huge difference. I'll say between uh, a certain race racist word we we all know and. Words like midget and retarded. Midget and retarded are real words that were, that, if I'm not mistaken, those are real words, are they not? They are, retarded is a mental or physical term, right? It's a, It refers to a certain. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, you know, I don't know if it's, if you could status. use a medical term. I don't know if that's the word you can use, but I mean, that's not, I was hesitant certainly. to use that phrase, but it is a term, a real term. And in that way, I think it's hard for me to take, to take it as seriously. That's not to say it shouldn't be, but it's it's more difficult. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of these would have more validity to them if they didn't change what's of every five seconds. Yeah, that's true. Like, like if you pick, like, here's here's five words. Don't use these. Okay, but don't go, okay, now this is acceptable. Five years later, not acceptable. This is acceptable. Five years later, you know, because that's just, okay, you're basically playing the game where you hide the little thing inside the three cups and you switch them around just to make sure that you're always offended or you always keep people on their toes, you know. It's like I'll gladly stay away from anything that offends you, but you've got to be consistent. (laughs) Yes, yes. And if it get to the point where I'm genuinely, if I'm offended, if I state that I'm offended by political correctness, then the world just explodes.
0: Yeah.
3: So let's – wow. Wow. Leave it to Don to – wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Wow. Yeah.
3: How about that? All right, Don.
0: Yeah, Donnie Boy. Donnie Boy on the show, people. <laughs> uh, fantabulous
2: Fantabulous That is I believe is not an actual word Is the word homo- homosexual When will it be offensive Or is it already there
3: I'm already offended by the word Get out Okay Funny story funny story that uh that will offend many people who love uh uh homosexuals today. Not that we don't love them, we just don't agree with them. Uh I saw a gay married couple today uh who had rainbow wedding rings on and they had their son with him with them. And uh, their son was just a, you know, a normal speaking individual uh with some douchebag hat on. And uh, they were loading him up with fatty foods, which he was already overweight. So you know, good parents. Um, anyway, both men were very effeminate, and I just thought this kid's gonna grow up and like. Eventually, you'd think that he's gonna be like my dad. Are, my dads are a bunch of sissies. You know what I mean?
2: Possible.
3: Like you'd think eventually he's gonna get to that point, but I don't know. I don't know.
2: So, so you're okay with the, quote, douchebag, unquote, that's not offensive? Yes. Okay. Uh, that That's one thing I wish would end with 2015 is this summer, like this past summer was the summer of offendedness. It's like. Oh, I, yeah. Okay Every,
3: everything was offensive this
2: year. Oh, man. Everything. Being offended was very popular. Yes. And Facebook hasn't helped much.
3: Oh, gosh, no. Facebook, I mean, let's be honest. I like having a cell phone, and I like having Facebook, but
2: life was was better without them. I think Facebook is kind of ruined by any of these, any of the stuff that what Facebook is ruined by is a bunch of stats they post that nobody really knows if they're true.
0: hmm
2: Oh, I agree with this completely, Cher. Sure. You know. I and snoped I
0: realized... somebody today. Did I tell
2: you that?
3: What did you do? I snoped somebody. They posted this uh, this, this picture of Donald Trump making a goofy face and then it was a quote alleged quote from him saying how uh in nineteen ninety eight he told people in the magazine that if he ran for president he'd run as Republican because Republicans are dumb and they yeah. eat up anything that Fox News says, blah blah blah, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna find out if that's true or not. So I just looked on Snopes and sure enough, fake. Never happened. Yeah. Which, I got snoped the other day, so, you know.
2: Yeah. I'm very careful about, actually, I, I really don't share many political, you know, I, I'm not sold on who I'm voting for, period. I don't know that there is a good option. <laughs> um, or uh, Let me say an option that is viable. It's really going to make any change, you know, until people get to outside of their Republican or Democrat boxes.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, I'm kind of with you on Rand Paul. I mean, you know, I don't know that. See, I had voting you. For him. I had you
3: peg for. I had you peg for a Bernie Sanders guy.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Out of pure stubbornness, I would not vote for him just because I'm so tired of seeing all these college kids.
3: Oh,
0: I know.
2: Post crap Bernie oh, Sanders. Just because they want free stuff. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: ah, yeah.
3: Yeah. No idea how the world <laughs> literally, works. Literally, though,
2: it's like every generation on planet Earth has somebody, but people our age. It's like every candidate i go, okay, I know this group of people is going to vote for this person. But it's like, you know, it maybe it's because we're so diverse in our age generation, you know, maybe. I don't know, in our belief. But it's just like, for some odd reason, Trump is like, I don't know, it, it's just weird to me. Because like Bernie Sanders is like the complete opposite of a college-age kid, but it's because he offers all this free stuff oh, he, he's the man, we got to do that. And then, you know, it's like Donald Trump has his group, it's like, uh, you know, unbelieving capitalists, you know, obviously. I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking out of turn here, but it's like... Well,
0: I, no, I
3: agree. I think
2: the, the two-party system Donald is Trump so... Dumb? Yeah. I mean, it's...
3: You know, not working. Don I think I told Don this the other day. Uh, Jesse Ventura said if your vote mattered, they wouldn't let you do it. <laughs> oh, so true. And yeah, boy do I hate agreeing with Jesse Ventura, but yeah. you know,
0: well, I, I go there, ahead. there's got to be
2: there's got to be Term limits. I mean the worst thing in the oh, world. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Is a career politician,
3: you know? Ugh. Ugh. Makes no sense. And, and they're the ones who put the uh who put the term limits on the presidents. Which, hey, yeah. I'm all about. So twenty sixteen resolution right here. Term limits on on you suckas. Oh my gosh. Yes. Guys go in forever. <laughs> and and you got a guy like yeah. Marco Rubio, doesn't even show up for, you know, most of the time. A third of the time he's not even there. Yeah. Just collects a paycheck.
2: Yeah. Term limits. Oh, I'd be such a fan. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Resolution. Term limits.
0: <laughs> Let's do this. Take it Let's
2: do this. Those people up there have nothing in common. They don't know anything about the people they represent because they've been in Washington so long they've forgotten. Uh, to
3: clean up the term a little bit, they don't know their butt from a hole in the ground.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I have cleaned that cleans always up term. <laughs> he
2: cleans it up very nicely. Yeah. I thought I cleaned it up pretty nicely for you. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> Go ahead and say it. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, that was almost almost Heroes, I believe. Yeah, another Chris Farley reference. All these Chris Farley references were not intended when we came on this episode. At all. <laughs> so
3: you all would be very disappointed when we do this exact same show in February. For the, for <laughs> yeah, we've been doing it for
2: five years annually. Yeah. No, yeah. We're teasing. Yeah. We're teasing. The we're exact teasing. same show we've done for five years. We're teasing yeah. that episode.
3: So, if you like monotony and the same thing over and over.
2: Here's what we'll do. I'll write out a tra- i I'll try- – I'll do a uh, whole transcript of what the dialogue for Shrek would have been if Chris Farley had been Shrek, as it should have been. And then we'll talk about it. I like it. it <laughs> still What a guy. What a guy. If only he
3: hadn't choked on his own vomit.
2: Yes, wow. Come, kids, listen to our show. Yeah. It's worth it.
0: It's worth it. I'm <laughs> worth help. it. I'm worth it. Sorry. Uh-oh.
2: New Year's resolution for 2016, never let an Australian calling from Vietnam back on this show. -hmm. (laughs) There should be be a way where they have to submit, like even even just submit where they're from or, or, or where they're from and where they're calling from just so that would even that in that situation would have given us a clue. Maybe we need to you know be keep this on our heels, you know. <laughs> keep this very close to the chest. Yeah. Uh something that gives you an idea of what's about to happen. Play it close. To yeah, the but you know what? We had no idea. I guess I guess yeah. that's the best way to do it is, you know, so you don't know, therefore you can go we had no idea what was about to happen. You can genuinely pass it off as we had no idea what was about to happen. So
0: things can yeah, happen, and, and then
2: you can.
3: And imagine yeah. if we if we knew that Paul from Staten Island was going to call in on our first ever show,
0: we would <laughs> never had that moment. Yeah, our first
3: ever was show, Staten Island, first ever show. Yeah, we had no idea that what we were doing. Blows my first. mind. Not that, that we know what mind. we're doing now. Not that we know what we're doing you, now, think, but we didn't. We you really think there would have been some
2: progress. Whatever. Do you think there have been some progress? Yep.
3: Over five years? Absolutely not. No, we don't know what we're doing.
2: I mean, the Republicans haven't progressed over, you know, how many years? So why should we get it right? Five. In five? Yep. Right. All right, you guys ready?
4: Hi there, this is Mike Donnelly. I work over here at the Recreational Center. To be honest with you, I pretty much run the place. <laughs> is this uh Pat Giles? Good, good. Hey, I hope everything's going great in your fine town of, uh, (laughs) Avery-Atwood. Say, the reason I'm calling is I wanted to tell you a little bit about the candidacy of Al Donnelly. Al Donnelly's a guy with a dream. His dream is to become governor of this great state of Washington. Hell, every guy's got his dream, am I right? Between you, me, and the wall, I had a doozy myself last night. (laughs) Get this. A corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains... Whistles, yo-yos, a circus midget, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle give me the finger and a duck. Now, I don't know. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? No, don't hang up, please. I.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Are you crying? <laughs> Are you crying? <laughs>
2: uh, Jimmy Chung-da. So, So, Fuzz, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here and get to another topic that we continue to uh, harp on. But WrestleMania 32, I know The Rock has come out and said he's going to be in the house.
3: The most electrifying so awesome. man in sports entertainment.
2: And I've heard rumors that the dead man himself, Undertaker, may be possibly wrestling his last match. A phenom. I don't
3: know if it'll be his last match or what.
2: I've heard rumors. I admit, I admit, I was hoping it would be, but actually, kind of. I mean, the Lesnar matches were great, but unless they don't pick up the pick up what he's doing, you know, the the twenty five years uh survivor series thing was a joke and apparently just very forgettable. dropped the ball on that one. Uh if they don't pick it up, I'm kinda hoping it isn't. Oh, chicken pot pies while you're naked? Exactly. Exactly. I've heard there is a any-
3: there's there's rumors, guys, uh the Undertaker which is Kevin Owens.
2: In. at Wrestlemania
3: at Wrestlemania
2: uh what culture had a great uh booking how the WWE should book the retirement of Undertaker so look that up check I, I that was out. impressed with it I, I liked what it had to say although it did involve
0: uh
3: so funny story, I heard this uh this this kid whistling at work today. This uh the kid that I mentioned earlier. I heard him whistling at work today, and I was like, Is that what I thought it was? But I hear it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like he did it. This kid's whistling John Cena's theme song.
2: You you cannot make that noise around Bradley without him laughing. He cannot hear it without laughing. I'm not sure why.
0: That is awesome.
2: That is awesome. Uh, any any rumblings about uh, the Texas rattlesnake? WrestleMania 32. I mean, he is he's never going to wrestle again. Oh,
3: uh, never going to happen.
2: You know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, though. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I'm, at least I'm not devastated by it. I'm just saying, as a guy who may be in attendance, that would, that's kind of sad. But you know, oh yeah, completely
3: understand
2: oh, yeah. him never coming back. I mean,
3: here's the yeah. thing: I never, I don't have to get my hopes up. Okay, I don't ever have to get my hopes up because he has adamantly stated, "I will never wrestle again. I'm good. I'm good with where I left it, and I've moved on." And we've got Stone Cold doing awesome podcasts, TV shows, all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah. The guy is just awesome and continues to be awesome in just, you know, new and different ways. That's great. I love it. So, yeah, I'm okay with him not wrestling anymore. I, I'd like to keep, you know, remembering how remembering him how he was. Think about Flair, you know, later on in his career when his hair started started to go and all he could do was uh, chop guys and put them in the figure four. While I still yeah. loved it, not as good. By the way, uh, you know, continuing to watch nineteen ninety five WCW and I, I finished up uh uh Starcade ninety five tonight. Okay. And the main event or the semi main was a triangle match. Sting versus Flair versus Luger. And Rick Flair wrestled the almost the entire match and it was just awesome.
2: Just awesome. Can I ask why, along those same lines, why do we not have a Ric Flair drop that I could play 65,000 times
3: throughout every show? Because I'm a failure, that's why. I'm a failure, okay?
4: That was um, um, just, you know, levels and levels and levels of stupidity, the likes of which I've never seen in my life.
0: I still
2: have a running count after, you know, I've watched through Starcade. Or maybe I need to finish Starcade. I don't know that I've watched through Starcade, but uh, a running count of flare chops. Have you? On our Twitter. I love it. Starting with the first Nitro.
3: Wow. That's dedication.
2: A lot of fun.
0: Playoffs. Playoffs. Donny Playoffs. Boy. Beans. Yes.
3: Okay, I'll tell you what, the more and more that I, I see Dusty Rhodes on WCW T V, the more and more I realize I never appreciated him and I miss him.
0: Yes.
3: Dusty Rhodes was
0: awesome.
2: Pork and be. I hate to say it. I have I'm maybe I'm not old enough yet, but I have yet to I've yet to encounter that realization of wow, Dusty Rhodes, you know, I love that guy. I I never, not that I I despise him or don't like him or anything like that, you know, it's just I haven't gotten to that point where I think Dusty Rhodes is a influential legend to me. I
3: don't know what you're watching. Well, that's the thing. I haven't
2: really, I don't know, I haven't really chased after, I haven't gone after his matches, his classic matches, or experienced his, Great promos or anything like that. It, 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 mostly, I it, mean, you've it, seen the hard times, I guess. Haven't you? I, I have, I have. I guess. Okay. I mean, Maybe the way he dressed, and maybe he, he did. He did do the, the thing where he'd punch and then grab himself and then punch again. That I always thought that was kind of awful. So, but other than that, I really haven't experienced it very much. By the way, before Fuzz unloads on you, shout out to Josh Shoemaker and Brittany Shoemaker for buying me the DVD set of the 50 top finishers of all time with seven hours of footage. It's a three-disc set. So, pretty pumped about that. So, I'll be watching that a lot.
0: There's promo on the theater schedule? here
2: on, on there's promo theater
3: here on YouTube, uh Dusty Rhodes hard times in the style of Morgan
1: Freeman. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Rick Flair. No respect. No honor. There is no honor amongst thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around the country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them to go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job for 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt. And say, hey, a computer took your place. Daddy, that's hard times. (laughs) And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard times. And we all had hard times together. I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day is supposed to look. My belly is just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother... (laughs) I am bad, and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and his dead brother, and the other one's right here. Nature boy, Ric Flair, the world heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand, for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe all over the world now reaching out because of the love that was given me and this time. I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Trusty Rose tour, eighty five. Amazing.
3: Amazing. My belly's just a little big my heart is just a little big but I'm gonna reach my Who? hand out right now, and I want you to know my that? hand is touching your hand. I get chills every time I hear Dusty Rhodes say, "My hand is touching your hand." It chills. I don't know how you don't.
2: Who was that? Was that key? It's it thing, a key and peel.
3: It was supposed to be Morgan Freeman which I didn't think it was a great Morgan Freeman impression, but, you know, it is what it is.
2: Regardless, I love I got it. got the job done. I got the job done. Oh, yeah. Um, I- I'm amazed, Fudge. You have a great Dusty Rose impersonation.
3: You know, Daddy, Dusty Rose, the American dream. Live in them in color. <laughs> Yeah. step up to the pay window, Daddy. Oh, I I My honey's just, right. just a little big. My belly's just a little big.
0: Can we please? Meet your boy, Ric Flair. The World's Anyway the Cologne. To these people, I'm going to reach out right now. Here we go. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me in this time, I will repay you now because I will be the next world heavyweight champion of this hard time blues.
3: And you know what you know what's forgotten in all of this? You know what's forgotten in all of this? Is Ric Flair is the reason why Dusty Rhodes cut this amazing promo.
0: Because Ric
3: Flair put hard times on him. And Ric Flair cut a great let me see if I can find the uh the Ric Flair side of this promo. You guys continue to do it. You got a couple of minutes I wonder if doing from,
2: over I wonder if there's any amount of money we can pay doing to do that promo for us, and we'll keep it as a drop.
3: My hand is touching your hand. Come on, man. You don't, you
2: don't I, get chills? I, I, I get chills. I like it, but I almost crack up every time when he says this is the largest body of people after he talks about his belly's a little big and his hiney's a little big.
0: Absolutely. I always think of it
2: as he is a huge body, yes.
0: <laughs> That's what well. well, uh, people
2: people people hang on to that sort of thing. They they identify with it, especially when he talks about his body being imperfect and all that sort of thing. So people just kind of hang on to that; they love it. My
3: belly's just a little big. My hand is a little big. You know, but you're right, Don. He's connecting with those people. That's what's oh, amazing yeah. in our in our pro wrestling today. He's connecting with those people. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> These are people who understand that. <laughs> it's like, is it. Is shocking to anyone bad know people. that that new new wrestlers, this new generation of wrestlers, has a hard time connecting with people? You know, and I don't want to get too much on the social network, all that all that stuff we use. In fact, twitter dot com backslash fuzz and travis three z and we use all that. Facebook dot com backslash fuzz and travis three z you know, we learned to connect with people because we actually interacted with people. You know, I posted that picture of the shark shooter. Repost this if you ever put anybody in the shark shooter. I reposted it. You know, Don and I interacted as kids, you know, even if it was me putting him in the shark shooter or giving (laughs) him the dragon sleeper. You know, and I had cousins that we fought and wrestled with and we learned how to deal with each other and so we learned how to connect at some level, and now, you know, we're so cynical, A, and then, B, it, it, we know it's fake. They own that it's fake. And where there's some honesty there and there's some belief in it, it really takes all the fun out of it for me. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm kind of in the Stone Cold Steve Austin boat, you know, when he talks about on his podcast, you know, I, I'm from the world of pro wrestling or wrestling. Yes, yes. Know. And these guys are sports entertainers now, you know, and that's that's so true. And I don't know that it'll because of that reason. I don't know that it'll ever be. It'll never be the nineties again. Yeah, but you know, I but you know what? Eighties, <laughs> and that's okay. Well, you know, let's be fine.
3: glad it's never going to be nineteen ninety five again. Let's let's be yeah. glad. But you know yeah, what? Exactly. Rick Flair and and Dusty Rhodes were sports entertainers, and I hate to say that, but it's it's yeah. true.
2: They were pro wrestlers,
3: and they were sports entertainers.
2: Well, uh, on the optimistic side, you could say in uh, 1995, when it looked abysmal and oblique, look what happened right after that. You know, you can go from having a, a slow year, maybe like this one, and then it can you can have a huge surge. So, you what, know, here's the 2016 or 40, 17. And be, I think that you have to be both. I think that you have to be both to be – you know, every once in a while you're going to find somebody, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, where that's who they are. You know, and I'm not saying that Dusty Rhodes isn't who he is. Obviously, that persona came across. But I would say that him and Ric Flair were more over-the-top characters in a flashy way, obviously, than Stone Cold Steve Austin. But Oh, yeah. You know, Steve Austin to me is a timing thing. And you all know Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time. It's a perfect timing thing. Ric Flair and guys like that can entertain, even when, you know, like you're saying, Buzz. it's not great that he got in the ring again. It's not. It's Ric Flair. I mean, the
0: guy
2: can literally entertain anybody. I mean, it's a guy you want to hang out with, you
0: know. Yep. You're talking to the reflets wearing diamond Ray wearing... Shit's dealing. Woo! Wheeling, dealing. Living being right. Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding
2: these alligators stop. Am I – I could uh, be mistaken. To me, to me, looking back, you know, talk, we call it the attitude era, the modern, you know, intense, violent era. But then you look at it. At Stone Cold, and I think he he really seems like an uh, NWA guy, you know, a guy straight from that era, the hard-working blue collar guy, you know, just out there, you know, his 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 big his idol was Bruiser Brody, if I'm not mistaken, or at least one of them. Who so Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <It seems> that... <laughs> Stone Cold. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm messing with you. <laughs> if, if only Hulk Hogan uh, uh, had idolized uh, Bruiser Brody a bit more. <laughs>
2: yeah. that's funny. Um, I, I listened to a clip of Steve uh, Jim Cornette. Sorry, not Steve Jim Cornette, and he says uh, his favorite in WWF match period, I think ever, was the the Stone Cold Bret Hart match, where I believe the one where Stone Cold. He says that has. That had NWA written all over it. The whole match just felt oh, yeah, you know felt raw, and just he said yeah. that's his favorite. So it says a lot about a lot about that time. I need to go back and uh, listen to that. I mean, you just got Ric Flair, and, and I
3: listen to watch that. I mean,
2: so much staying power, you know. And and I, this is coming from somebody who despised Ric Flair. I despise Ric Flair. As as late as when I was at Fried Hardeman, when I was at Freed Hardeman early 2000s, I couldn't stand to see Ric Flair come out. Like, and, and my grandfather Creasy hated Ric Flair. I mean, there were some, <laughs> some political
0: yes. hate there. Yes. But, it's
2: weird.
0: Know, it, yeah. Yeah. So, it such a long uh, way.
3: Funny story. I was listening to this podcast the other day, and this guy was trying to make an analogy um basically saying you know that if you don't meet certain qualifications you can't you, there's certain things you can't do and so he said it's like if i like and he's a he's a rather short guy he's like 5'6" 55 five, five, something like that and he's like it's like if i was a little bit shorter and i couldn't you know ride certain rides at disney world like for instance you know i couldn't ride space mountain and then he's like, ah, I just realized what I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He'd be really disappointed. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he would be dissatisfied, no. <laughs> Yeah, And then we're okay years old uh, or
0: over? We went yeah,
2: over an hour I remember the days of when I visited Fried Hardeman, back to what Travis said, visited Fried Hardeman as a maybe eighth, 7th, 8th grader, you know, he's at college and I visited Nathan Haar and Nathan Hart got so upset with me because I insulted his precious Ric Flair in Triple H, I was not a fan either at the time and I said, the figure 4 leg luck does not hurt, you know I was just insulting them any way I could and I still oh boy. say the pedigree was just an awful I still say the pedigree was an awful move But we insisted, and I agreed, to have the figure four put on me. And I found out that is an excruciating move, and that I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) But anyways, the fact is, to this day, I am now a Ric Flair fan. He didn't change my mind, but it just eventually happened. Triple H, I have not budded on to this day. (laughs) I feel the same today as I did then, in 2001 or 2000, I think. so
0: it's amazing well, how, about how
2: things it? change and how they stay the same at the same time.
3: And Don Mateo's having
2: a hard time holding these allig- alligators down. Shit. I love that phrase <laughs> like. so much. What is that
3: about? Ric Flair. That was his response to hard times.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Forget I'm me. having a hard time
3: holding these alligators down. Because, because <laughs> Ric Flair's not the common man. He's not the son of a uh, plumber. Rich Flair I, I is the limousine this. riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun.
2: He was the Dusty Rhodes was the perfect was polar opposite of Ray Flair.
0: Yes, yes, yes. This, it's so
2: great, but yeah, yeah I always said, so, was,
3: so was uh, so was Ricky Steamboat because Ricky Steamboat similar build, but that jet black hair. You know? Yeah. Not as flashy, yeah. but just as good of a wrestler. Awesome. Yes. And then you got Sting. Well, I, I always liked
2: like the, uh... uh I always like...
3: Ric Flair made so many people.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always like the clip of when the four horsemen run, uh... running off the road, and they, uh... look like they break his arm.
3: Yeah. Yep. To this day, I don't know if they broke his arm or not. <laughs> That's a weird oh, one What I part. thought it was That's funny, was on, uh, what was it, on uh, World War Three that we just watched uh, about a month ago, whenever Hogan burns the quote-unquote rag sheet for saying who's, you know, who's our Macho Man had a busted uh, elbow and all this, and he's like, ah, oh, his elbow's fine. And then a couple <laughs> weeks later, Macho Man's elbow's all taped up because... It wasn't fine. And they had to take the belt off of him. But they only put on him because they wanted to prove that the uh, rag sheets had it wrong, even though they were right. This is, I mean, just... WCW at its finest.
2: Uh, Speaking of which, I also like part one of Culture's how they should have booked the invasion...
3: Oh, yeah. Basically, any other way you could have you could have booked the invasion
2: is how you should have booked the invasion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know yeah, it was good. It was good. Here's what you, I, you think, think, I The same question asked in the video: How do you screw that up? I mean, Vince Randy really got, got
3: a huge, enormous ego. Yeah, obviously oh, cool.
2: we've seen it uh, and we watched it. It happened. I think the approach. I think the approach they should have taken is how how could they have done this worse? Like, how do you actually make this worse than it actually was? Because that's that's the true challenge. And I believe their solution, the way he booked it, was he eventually there's a eventually like a five man between their biggest WWF versus the WCW. So it immediately had Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold, and that immediately just makes it better than what actually happened. Although I don't necessarily agree their styles would have meshed well, I don't, but you still have the two biggest names ever in that industry. So uh,
3: Hulk Hogan and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin are limited to a body slam. That's it.
2: <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. As far as yeah. the names, the size of their names that's what they had in common. Everything else was completely different. Like nothing else in common.
3: No, what I'm saying is the the amount of uh of uh ring time they had together was Hulk Hogan body slamming Stone Cold Sea of Austin and then Austin tagging out.
0: Isn't that <laughs> Pretty, crazy.
2: Pretty crazy. Yeah. Would you here, here's a question. And this, yeah. this is, you bore out in that that video, and uh, we're, we're really way past time on how far along we wanted to go, and I know Fuzz is tired, but if, here's a question. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Would
2: you, I know ECW is a part of the invasion, but would you have included ECW? No. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it was never about ECW, I, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that
3: and
2: maybe farther down
3: the line. Yeah, maybe, but not right off the bat. I mean, well, the only I reason they did it was it was such right. a failure at, at the beginning.
2: Yeah,
3: but you know, I mean, here's the thing: this is a multi-billion-dollar company, or whatever it is, multi-million-dollar. They had enough money to buy out these guys' contracts and be like, "Listen,
2: I want to see I mean mm-hmm. Each person has a different ending.
3: Let's have the invasion we're supposed to have.
2: I understand it would have
3: upset it would have upset a lot of your contracted workers that you already had. But I mean in the end, you upset the fans and drove off a big portion of them. So what was more important? I mean these guys weren't going anywhere. Where were they gonna go? They were gonna leave?
2: No. The invasion well, they made it a great point on what culture. ECW is—it's—it's it's vaguely wrestling. It's that's about all they have in common with W. There's not nothing much in common with WWF and ECW. Like you just—they just don't really belong there. I understand why you say that. I, I mean, you have a certain guy like RVD fits in, guys like that fit in, but ECW is just it's just not the same thing in WWF they can't do that mm-hmm. I think there's a it, way it of was doing hard it at the time, it was hard at the time for it to be a ECW product like are the guys talented enough yeah i think the guys are talented enough to be in the WWE but it was like a watered down ECW
0: it's not going to well, yeah it's not
2: going to be ECW
0: but that's, that's Vincent
2: McMahon's ECW. That's Vincent McMahon's WCW,
0: yeah.
2: you know? Yeah. Right. So that's that's it's just cool. like, if yeah. you're going to have a watered-down version of something, let's do a watered-down version of something that's like the headline, you know? WWE behind yeah. WCW. Boom, here we go. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, if you guys excuse me, my girlfriend's playing Mortal Kombat X, and so that's... That's kind of important, so. Wow. <laughs>
3: wow. So Don Mateo started and ended this show with a guilt
2: trip. I got it. Okay. That's not that a guilt trip. That's not a guilt trip. It's saying a girl guys. was playing Mortal Kombat X, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> you guys have a good night, all right? Peace out, Don. All right. We should wrap up, too, there, Fuzzy Fuzzy. Happy True. New Year, everybody! Whatever.
0: Happy New Year. <laughs> LOL, Hello. we're laughing out loud.
2: LOL, should we do the the intro in honor of Lemmy one more time? I like it. Be our
3: yeah, because no, yeah, let's make the the, uh, the the intro we did today the outro as well because Don didn't even hear it. Yeah, done. He's gone. Get done, dummy.
2: Let's see. Do, 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 do. Puzz,
0: you got anything
3: else you want to throw out to people? <sighs> yeah, uh, my birthday's on the fourteenth, so uh, you guys only got what fifteen more shopping days, sixteen more shopping days, or whatever. So
2: there you go.
3: Snap to it.
2: Proceed with caution. I can tell out there. Roll tide.
3: Indeed. Roll tide. And do it sooner while we're at it.
2: There we go. You guys okay. have a good night. Happy New Year.
0: You 99. better get ready if I join me. You better get ready if I join me, morning. You better get ready for join me. My goodness, I'm in now. If you like to gamble, I tell you, I'm your man. You win, don't lose, don't make you the same. I ain't no difference what you say I don't say a dream The only God I need is the ace of faith